I would just love to give a shout out to the poop changing ninjas. <laughs> I mean, to get in there and change the sheets and do it with as little light as possible. Look, that takes effort and a lot of planning and skill. I know it's not an Olympic sport, but it could be. That is awesome. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hi, I'm Maddie. I'm from Houston, Texas, and I am a mom to two two-month-old babies. My question was just about feeding and their schedules because we're working on getting a schedule together. So... I'm curious if one is ahead of the other or one is able to go in longer stretches between feedings, if we should try and keep them on the same schedule or let them get off schedule and let one feed uh, every three and a half hours and the other every four hours. Uh, I was just curious how you guys deal with this because I know it can get complicated when they're feeding just at different times throughout the day. And I know it's important to try and feed twins at the same time. So I'm curious how you guys deal with that. Thank you so much. Maddie. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The answer unequivocally, Laura is yes. (laughs) Yes. Feed them at the same time. And they go down at the same same time. time. Now somebody can come up a little earlier from a nap. That's the only thing that we allow. That's right. And, (laughs) and, you know, we'll, we'll allow a little bit of extra snuggle time with that one. But following the eight to 16 week routine is pretty much where you want to be with these twins. They should be eating about every three hours, give or take a little bit. And if you'll follow that, then they'll both kind of settle right on into that rhythm. Feed at the same time, as close together uh, as you possibly can. In our online course, we actually have some great videos of feeding twins in that online resource. So if you have the zero to six month online course, you'll be able to see exactly how we did it in our house. Uh, (laughs) So you'll be able to, to see that and give yourself a little grace, give them some grace, but get them on the eight to 16 week routine. Make sure you're swaddling correctly. Make sure you're using a sound machine as well. All of those things will put this in place very nicely. Yeah, and you mentioned that it can get a little complicated. It can get complicated, it can get exhausting, and it can be unsustainable. And, um, you know, Laura and I, when we did this, we didn't have a whole lot of extra hands. So, you know, we always come from the perspective of if you are having to do this by yourself most of the time, get these kids fed and whatnot, that's a perspective that you'll see that we come from. It's always easy to figure out how to get extra hands into the mix, right? So if you have to do it yourself, take a look also at the books. There's a great twin section there that also has some helpful information. Hi, moms. My name is Katie. I am from New Jersey. I am loving your podcast. Been using your books since my daughter uh, was born. And we were just getting to the point of stretching out her night sleep 
to 7 a.m. She's four months old, a little over four months old. However, we've had a little hiccup. So about um, nine days ago, she's been waking up at 4 a.m. every single morning um, with a bowel movement. And we don't know what to do because she was sleeping so great. She was sleeping till 5.30, 6, sometimes 6.30. So we're starting to work again on that 7 a.m. stretch. And now we're kind of at a loss. Um, she um, has started teething a little. Um, so we're thinking the increase in BMs is because of that. We do, you know, follow your feeding schedule and nap time schedule. But we're just struggling with just that 4 a.m. wake up. And she has diaper rash as well, probably also from the teething and increased diapers. Um, but we don't want to leave it going. So we're going in there right away and changing her, often changing the sheets and her PJs as well. It's a big production at 4 a.m. <laughs> that we try to keep quiet. Um, you know, we follow all of your guidelines for going in and, and just making it as boring as possible and just not talking to her and putting her right back in her crib. Sometimes she'll go right back to sleep. Other times um, she stays awake and it's a battle. We have to go in there with the passy and try to soothe her back. But anyway, wondering how long this is going to last, if this is maybe just from teething or um, we also are wondering if she's ready to drop her fourth nap, which we haven't done yet um, because she's not quite eating enough solid foods yet. We're sticking with the other schedules still. Um, Also wondering if we should up her feeding time before bath time, if that would help at all with you know, having her have a BM before she even goes in her crib for the night. So any advice on that? Also, I don't know if it's just typical at this stage since she's four months old and and starting to roll and things like that. You know, maybe it's just developmental and she's waking her body up at that time. Hope you guys can help me out. Appreciate any advice or tips. Thanks so much. Bye. First of all, I would just love to give a shout out to the poop changing ninjas. I mean, to get in there and change the sheets and do it with as little light as possible. Look, that takes effort and a lot of planning and skill. I know it's not an Olympic sport, but it could be. So first of all, well done. I'm trying to make that as minimally stimulating as possible. That is awesome. As far as switching the feeding, so there were a couple questions in here and I'll answer one or two more. I'll get to the meat of what really is going to help to get you through the night and more on the track to have those 7 a.m. feedings. But one of your questions was, do I need to move the nighttime feeding to see if the poop will happen before she goes to bed at night? And the answer to that is no. As much as that would be fantastic to be able to predict those things to that level, that is not what's going to be the most effective. But Laura's going to tell you what will be effective. So a few things we want to try to do, and as long as healthy and we can try to get as close to that 6.30 or 7 a.m. mark as we possibly can, that'll help start to switch that digestive system around after about three to five days. Some great things that you can do is at bedtime. One, we want to make sure we're using the right diaper and putting that diaper on correctly so that we're not having to change the PJs and the sheets with that poop. So let's make sure that those diapers are are put on correctly and that they're the right size. Oh, and on the Instagram, go check out Laura and yeah, doing the little hack. That is amazing. But she does a diaper changing hack on the Instagram that is fabulous. That'll 
definitely help as the ninja poop changing happens, That's right? And before they go to bed, if you'll lube up that bottom really, really well with some, you know, whatever your preferred diaper rash cream is. I like Aquaphor. Put it yeah. on the That will help get you closer to that 630 point in the morning before you have to change. We love your voicemails, but we realize that sometimes you just don't want your voice out in the world for everybody to hear. So you can also send us a message on Instagram. Our account is at Moms on Call, and we check that before we record every episode of this podcast to find your questions and answer them in the show, even if we can't hear your sweet voice. So I have to go back to work and I want to stop my two breastfeeding sessions cold turkey. I don't know where that phrase came from. <laughs> there is no cold turkeys <laughs> involved. <laughs> I'd love to know. But cold is good. So a couple of things you want to know, like when you're in the shower, you don't want super warm water. It tends to be more stimulating. And you want to get a super tight sports bra to wear during the day, like two sizes too small. You're just going to feel like it's really, really tight. Kind of like a stuffed turkey. (laughs) There you go. Well, maybe you are a cold turkey. You'll take colder showers. You'll have this sports bra that you're stuffed into. And um, it's so good for the holiday season. Anyways, the body takes about three to five days to adjust to an increase or decrease in demand. It's so amazing how it'll do that. So really just a couple of days, tight sports bra, just no stimulation, as little stimulation as possible, then you will be comfortable. And as far as the baby is concerned, we can replace those with the same bottles that you've been doing throughout the day. Then there is this little grieving process that happens inside of us. So that last time that you do that last breastfeeding, kiss that sweet little head and look forward to what's going to be happening next. And if there's a few tears in saying goodbye to this beautiful thing that you guys did before, that is totally normal and okay. And I want you to honor that. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey. 